to an emergency episode of Friends of Film, a podcast that relates news and releases in the movie world. On this special episode, we'll discuss the breaking news that James Gunn has been fired as writer and director on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As always, I'm host, Cooper Hood, once again joined on this very rainy day by Josh Straley. And cold, too. Yeah. Because now it's like 60 degrees. We've been downpouring all day. But it's in the midst of Comic-Con, so mm-hmm. it's like the perfect excuse to grab a Mac, grab a pizza, and then just be like, let the trailers and news reign <laughs> supreme. Basically. And a supreme pizza. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have great news today. No. It's uh, not even out of Comic-Con. It's unexpected. Um, but yeah, I mean... We'll just kind of jump into it, skip all the typical intro stuff, I guess, um, and talk about James Gunn no longer writing or directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This comes after um, last night, the uh, correspondent for One American News Network, Jack Posobiec, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, he kind of dug up a bunch of old tweets from James Gunn that had inappropriate and uh kind of crude humor in them i'm talking about having jokes about rape or pedophilia among other things and he kind of brought this up and was saying disney how can you let this guy have such a big influence um in your studio in your biggest franchise and um gonna address it late last night with a quote or not a quote but he a series of tweets one of them which said quote Many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I've all, as I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. So, gun addressed the late last night. Um, the kind of discussion around all of this continued to rise based on the tweets, based on Gunn's response, and then the pretty surprising thing happened when Disney just came out and said, "You're gone." Uh, we've dismissed you from all activities. Um, you're no longer involved with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You're no longer, longer involved with Marvel Studios. You have no future with us as a studio. And uh, Disney's Alan Horn uh, went to say in a, in a uh, press release, quote, the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him, end quote. So... Since that, this has all happened in the last like, couple hours, um, James Gunn has now put out a statement as well saying basically that you know he regrets these uh, comments. He's already, already uh, apologized for them in the past, which he has mentioned in the tweets last night on his Twitter that has since been deleted entirely. Um, and then again in this new official statement that he regrets them, he is uh, ashamed of them. Um, it mainly not only because they were disgusting and not funny, um, remarks to be made, but also because he doesn't believe they reflect who he is anymore as a person, as a human being, as a creator, um, as somebody who tries to create art and entertainment for people. Um, so he's not fighting back saying this was a wrong thing for Disney to do. He understands why they did it, but we have everything kind of out of the way now, and we're kind of just left with this big shocking announcement, which is very new and shocking to you because you've learned about it basically in the last like hour. Yeah, uh, you messaged me and wanted to know where I was, and I was like around, and you said James Gunn news. I'm like, oh, his panels tonight with Sony, <laughs> and he's he's actually going to do a Spider Verse movie or something. I thought uh-huh. that was like the shock announcement. Yeah, um, and then I uh, I jumped on, and wow. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because I didn't even know about this going on the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's thing. been basically the last 12 hours. Yeah, so I did this not all e- happened. I did not see that get dredged up. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think I checked Twitter at all last night, you know, in the evening. So this was like basically like an avalanche afternoon for me. Yeah. Um, and What's what's your reaction to it? I mean, James Gunn's gone. Um, I mean, the statements, everything. Yeah, I, okay. Um, first of all, Jack is a as a person is very distasteful and a pretty big jerk. So that aside, um, the tweets are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I I still can't wrap my head around people that joke about rape and pedophilia. Yeah. Um, and a, in a lot of ways, especially some of these. Like, I think John Mulaney has a bit where he talks about the New York Post and, like, what's sensational. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the furthest I've ever seen it push before. And I still don't even like laugh at that joke. And I love Mulaney. Mm-hmm. But these are all, they're not in the, the context of a joke or, you know, anything like that. And I'm actually kind of like, I kind of feel icky just reading yeah. them. Uh, and, you know, I know he, back when the original Guardians came out, you know, he put out a statement that with Glad that like apologized for mm-hmm. some of his um, homophobic stuff. But this is just above and beyond. And someone who even kind of, dabbles with that you know that's marvel's target audience i mean mm-hmm. i mean kind of i mean I suppose in uh yeah um it, it's the right call um uh, 100 i i just i don't understand the i mean yeah I, I guess that's my take okay it's it was the absolute right move um but wow <laughs> it's, a sh- it's shocker yeah it is yeah it is. um yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say this was the wrong decision to permit to Disney to make. They should have kept him on, um, whatever. I totally get why they decided we need to just move on from James Gunn. Uh, he's made us $1.6 billion. He's made us two great movies. But after these statements, it's time to let him go and do something else. Mm-hmm. The, the the biggest problem I have with it, though, um, and you know I'm not defending in any way his statements, um, the jokes that he's made in the past, um, they're deplorable, they are disgusting, but these were statements that he's, or jokes that he's made um, as much back as 10 years ago that James Gunn already apologized for and was brought up once before when he was hired to direct the first Guardians movie. So this isn't like a new thing that Disney suddenly, you know, discovered. Like Disney's known about this. Many other people have known about these tweets because this was already controversy and they stuck with it and he made them two movies already. So it's really just like why all of a sudden is there the shift that now they're brought up again um, that they're based that, you know, this Jack guy basically decided let's air James Gunn's dirty laundry out and see what happens. And he gets fired over it. And again, totally the right move for Disney. Um, but if you were, if you had a problem with the tweets, why did you let him direct any movies at all? Um, Times have changed. I think it's the biggest one. Um, Cause I think, I mean, even before me too kind of sprung mm-hmm. out, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's a very, like, I can totally see um, where this is. I mean, I guess I can't really, I, I still can't really see, but I guess he's a, um, I expressing the idea of being a provocateur. Mm-hmm. I get, I guess. I mean, uh, what's the the shock jock on the radio that everyone goes on to? Uh, I can't even think of his name. I don't, I don't care know about him anymore. Um, someone say his name, Steve. 
No, <laughs> sure. I don't remember. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, big curly hair, dark sunglasses. I, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you know, like this, it's kind of like, I guess maybe in the spirit of that or whatever the case is. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought because it's just still, <laughs> still kind of, you know. Yeah, it's very fresh. Gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of that weird position where yeah, it, it's okay. I think it was what I was trying to say. It's a, it's a more sensitive era. I mean, yeah. if you watch the ESPYS just the other night, mm-hmm. and you're reading about what's going on at Ohio State and things not being taken yeah. seriously, it's it's a moment now where, you know, even tolerating people making light of situations like that, even in the context of being like he said a provocateur mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but it's I, all, it's not like James Gunn made these comments last night either. You know, these right. were comments he's made 10 years ago. Yep. And as he says, and as I tend to believe, he has, he is a very different person now than he was, you know, 10 years ago. Sure, we all are. Um, everybody, you change every single day, every mm-hmm. single year uh, from who you were before. So, like, I guess it kind of raises the question of, like, are these comments indicative of who James Gunn is as a person anymore? Um because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean there there are several other James Gunn's not the only director who's made crude remarks or um, made feeble attempts at humor that did not pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's getting fired for things that he said way before before he was even associated with Marvel. Um, and again, I'm not saying that's the wrong thing. I understand, I guess, why Disney would do it, but I do think that this kind of a pattern does just open up a can of worms where it's like. Well, are you going to go fire anybody who's ever said anything not um, socially correct? Right. Um, you know, yeah. Anything that could be deemed inappropriate. Yeah. Right. But I just think, yeah. I mean, I think these were beyond the pale of that. That's fair. So, and like you said, it's not, I mean, I do believe it's not indicative of who he is or, you know, like, or that he would joke about that. Because, like, I think we've all the whole society is turned, mm-hmm. but it's bad PR. Yes. And I also think it's, this is Disney is the parent company of ABC and they did can Roseanne earlier in the year. And I, I just think it, it kind of comes from the balancing of scales. Gunn was um, very vocal on Twitter about his beliefs. And I think it's just kind of one of those things where having him around, even in this moment where it could be dredged up and distract from your mm-hmm. $500, $600 million movie. Right is not going to be good for business. So uh, that's where I kind of, kind of, I kind of land on it. Yeah, no, um, I, I totally get that. Um, and I, this, these last 10 minutes, are, I think are the most political social we've ever talked on the podcast before. So let's kind of refocus sure. back on what we typically do with, mm-hmm. which is speculate, talk about the actual movie side of things um, and look at now the major hole that Guardians of the Galaxy volume three now has. Um, because James Gunn's not just the director of the project, he's the writer. He's the guy who spent the last year developing the film. Not only that, but also helping Kevin Feige plan the next 10 to 20 years of Marvel (laughs) cosmic films. Um, And Alan Horn's statement was very clear that they don't want any association with James Gunn moving forward. So that means that they can't really use any of James Gunn's ideas, because if they do, then they would have to credit him based on WGA or DGA or PGA rules. Right. So 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was scheduled to come out, or not scheduled, it was scheduled to begin production early next year with a targeted, you know, that May 2020 release date. Mm-hmm. Now they're sitting at a place with no director, probably no script. May, if they're lucky, a basis for a general outline of, okay, we're starting here at the end of Avengers 4 and we want to end it here so we can still do these follow-up spin-off Oof. movies. But now they need to find a writer who can craft a brand new story, uh, get the actors and everybody on board for this new version of the Guardians that they previously didn't sign on for, um, mm-hmm. f- and make sure they can find a writer and director who can still maintain the fun, colorful style that James Gunn has made the Guardians known for. Because after two films, and even their uh, stuff in Infinity War, they have established a very specific tone. And fans are not going to take well to the idea of a third movie or maybe even a fourth movie down the road where the tone has changed, the characterizations of those people have changed. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you think we're at with Guardians? You know, we started over from page one. It's a page one rewrite. And now we're just looking for a director. Do you have Horn's statement in full? Up? I do not. Okay. Because I, I can't find it anywhere. And I was just I know THR it. had it. Okay. Well... Depending on the the wordage in that, if it is complete and total, utter disassociation, that means, like you said, everything that he's ever touched mm-hmm. in Marvel Studios has to get lit on fire and burned to the ground, um, or else his name will appear in the credits of mm-hmm. a film. At least Guardians 3, for sure. Guardians 3, it could be even tricky, is even if they ditch the script, that script had and obviously somebody else going to direct it, but there is maybe still a scenario um, where he'd get producer credit based on the previous work he's done. I mean, he's an executive producer on Infinity War, and with Avengers 4 basically done, mm-hmm. you can't really say, well, now we got to take that back. Right. I feel like James is still going to get executive producer credit on Avengers 4 as well. Um and like, you know, John Favreau has maintained executive producer credit on a lot of future Marvel movies because of what he did with Iron Man. Um, and anything with Tony Stark's character. This yeah. is it's a it's a weird place for Disney to be in where now uh, I mean, at least I don't have the full quote pulled up, but the part I read before from Horn said, you know, we have severed our business relationship with him, which to me is pretty definitively. We don't want anything to deal with James Gunn anymore. Yeah, I don't don't think that comes across as um, they're going to burn everything you did to the ground. I still think, I mean, throwing out your entire script for Guardians 3 and its spot Mm -hmm. would be crazy. Um, But I feel like he still shows up in a producer credit. Probably, because I just don't know if they can get away without doing that. But it would be... To me, I mean, the closest comparison we have is another Marvel Cinematic Universe project, Ant-Man, which famously lost Edgar Wright, months before production is scheduled to begin, and Peyton Reed steps on, and um, Edgar Wright still gets uh, screenplay credit, I mm-hmm. believe, and producing credit, Yep, which is uh, a rarity for a Marvel movie, but this is where Guardians has been such a different franchise, where... James Gunn has basically been the sole creator on the first two movies, and he was going to do the same role on the third. I mean, Nicole Perlman has uh, a screenplay or story by credit for the first movie, but that was because of the basically the treatment she did before mm-hmm. Gunn was hired. And once Gunn 
took over, he basically rewrote the entire movie. Yeah, made it his own. Um, but because of the way the WGA works and everything, um, because her script was still somewhat the basis in terms of the characters, mm-hmm. then she still got credit. The collaborative process. Which, which, is, which is totally fine. But I think it raised that question again of, well, does that mean we're going to get a similar situation with Guardians 3 where you're not just going to blow this team up after Avengers 4 and be like, all right, well, now we're using a whole new team because if you in any way use the team that Gunn already assembled, do you have to give him WGA credit? I don't know. But he also obviously had very uh, large aspirations for the cosmic side of this Marvel Universe. Um, he was planning spinoffs, helping develop all these movies, and setting them up with his five post-credit scenes at the end of Guardians 2, probably had a lot more teases for the future in Guardians 3. Now all of those plans are probably scrapped. And we're, I, to me, I feel like we're at stage one with Guardians now, which is crazy because it means Marvel has to kick this thing to high gear and rush to get a script, director, casting, pre-production, all that stuff done prior to next year so they can still hit a May 2020 release date. Or they're looking at delaying, quote-unquote, the film because they haven't officially actually dated it. True. But pushing it back from the expected timetable to 2021, uh, maybe 2022. And at that point, you just keep, I think, affecting the MCU's future as a whole. Yeah, uh, that that sounds absolutely right. Um, but I don't think they'll have a problem getting the pieces together Okay. after this. Um, I mean, it's still the pair. I mean, Kevin Feige runs as well oiled the machine over there as anyone else. Him, Iger, and Horn, all three together, mm-hmm. know exactly what they're doing. Um, and I imagine Horn and Iger collaborated with Kennedy on mm-hmm. replacing um, Lord Miller on Star Wars and everything. I mean, Solo's <laughs> not a good example, at least in terms of box office results. But the Guardians franchise and the Marvel banner as a whole um, would be a lot more welcoming to changes because I don't think so many kids pay attention to who directed my Marvel movie, who's putting the words in the guardian's mouth and things like that. I think the main difference though, um, with the star Wars comparison to what is happening now with guardians, um, was, it was already shot is well, not just, it was in production and this was kind of a last ditch. All right. Well, we have to fire them. And when we fired Lord and Miller, Lucasfilm did, they already basically like had Ron Howard lined up. So they weren't firing them without knowing what the future held. True. Even the same could go with Lucasfilm firing Colin Trevorrow for Star Wars 9. They fired him and knew, we're giving it to J.J. Ryan. Mm-hmm. It just depends on which one wants it. Oh, Ryan, you're, you don't want it? Okay, you want to do his trilogy? Fine. J.J.? Okay, yeah. you're back in. Marvel's not in that position. That's true. They've fired him in the, in the span of like 12 hours. And, I mean, unless they are moving faster than Quicksilver, uh, they don't have this plan in place where they already know who's going to take over. Are there great choices out there? Absolutely. Um, Do you have any that come to mind? Yeah. Oh boy, do I. I just named a pair right there. Right at the top of my list. Lord and Miller? Lord and Miller. I would would put them on this thing in a heartbeat. Do you Um, think they'd actually do it? I think they would actually do it. I think they would have to, I mean, I think they would meet, they would have to, you know, because I don't think, Everyone knows these guys are pros. Yeah. And I, I really think they would do it if offered. Do you think do you think that the Disney execs would let them? Yeah. 
because it's the zaniest, weirdest, dumbest property they have out there. But this is also a big deal. Like Guardians three, the first two Guardians one made like seven fifty worldwide. Mm-hmm. Guardians two made like eight fifty. Right. Guardians three is supposed to be the kickoff of the summer for twenty twenty. You can't ex- you can't have that flop. You can't have another solo. That is a thousand percent true. So, but you're gonna get they're gonna get so much clout for into the Spider Verse this December as well. Yeah, as but they're not Lego directing Part that. Two. So either one. They've inspired. They probably produced, yeah. oversaw script, pointed because they wrote. Yeah, I mean script. they're they're yeah they're heavily involved in both films, but it's still different I, than. I would hire Lord Miller to at least write the script. I mean, I'm totally there with you. I would I would. Totally be on board if Marvel announced tomorrow. You know they 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 move quick and they get a surprise Hall H uh, presentation at San Diego Comic Con and they're like, hey, here's our replacement director for Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Three and it's Lord and Miller. That would be crazy. Uh, that would be great. I'd be there for it. But I don't think Lord and Miller would jump right back in to bed with Disney after the experience that they just had with Disney. I know it's different studios with Lucasfilm, Marvel Studios, but. There's still that relationship there, um, and I I don't know I feel like they would I feel like they would take maybe a couple more years to let the let the wounds heal and then kind of take another stab at it. All right, well can I toss out can I toss out a, a reason why they would sure take the chance and then also my second director who I think could take over this project. Can I throw out my first one after you oh. give your suggest after you give your explanation for Lord oh, Miller. Yes, please. Okay. Um, because well it's he's also. He's like he's the, the the number two is my reason and Taika Waititi yeah yeah uh, he, he uh, Thor Ragnarok changed everything and I think that's the gateway for Lord Miller to be like what's up can we do this and that was your first choice that right Taika Waititi yeah. yes okay yes he I was driving home from Chick Fil A uh, when I got the alert from Twitter that Ooh. you know James Gunn is been fired mm-hmm. and my you know after the shock kind of wore off of oh my gosh what is what is happening right it my mind went to well they have it's, it's got to be taika taika Waititi is the only option um i've since you know looked and researched and found other people i would be happy with mm-hmm. but taika is such the obvious choice to take over guardians i was even saying after thor ragnarok once james gunn was done with guardians 3 if we want to make Guardians 4 or a Ravager spinoff, just give it to Taika. If Thor Ragnarok or Thor 4 or Thor Ragnarok 2, whatever yeah. the continuation is, that doesn't happen. Because Marvel Studios and Ken Feige have been very vocal of, we're going to work with Taika again because we loved working with him and we want to do it again. And Taika has said, I'd love, yeah, I love working with Marvel. I'd love to come back. Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of said that on like the, I want to do it in the same style with Thor and do not Thor four, but do Thor Ragnarok two. And the best way to do that, especially after Avengers Infinity War, oh, yeah, is just mash them together. Mm-hmm. Get a give us Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three with Thor and Valkyrie, yes. maybe even Korg. Yes, and you know, depending on what happens with um, Gamora mm-hmm. in Avengers four, if you know if she stays dead, whatever. If she does, then Valkyrie can be the new. BA female on the team. For sure. You can have Thor and um, Star-Lord's banter for an entire movie instead of just like five, ten minutes. Um, I think it makes so much sense, um, even outside of that, just because Taika, what he did with Thor was basically make a Thor movie within the DNA of a Guardians movie. He took Mm -hmm. the color, the humor, the music, all from Guardians, and it's like, all right, well, instead of having a 
team of, you know, outlaw space people. It is uh, the God of Thunder, a former Asgardian warrior, um, a weird stone rock monster, right. and the God of Mischief. And that's my team. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go on this adventure. Oh, and Hulk. And it's going to be great. And two drops of Led Zeppelin. Exactly. <laughs> and another point, uh, one of the huge reasons why Guardians have been successful is Awesome Mix Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. You got to have somebody who knows music. Oh, he does. For awesome to get Awesome Mix Volume Three off the ground and working, yeah. And since Edgar Wright's probably not coming back to Marvel, uh, Taika feels like a pretty good choice to take over. He was lower on my list, but that's a great point. Uh, yeah, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People has great track has great mm-hmm. tracks laced throughout it. Uh, most notably, their end song um, "Seabird" for the credits. Great. Uh, I do have a. Since we kind of mind melded there, can I put one more person in? Yeah, again, okay. absolutely. Um, this one is if they get to keep the script. Okay, and it would be a risk, but I don't think as much of a risk as some of the other people that have picked. I would pick Kay Cannon. Really? Yeah. Uh, Blockers is the funniest movie of the year. Will not be topped. Wow. Yeah. Oh, way better than Game Night. I don't know why I put them on the same plane oh. a few times ago. I feel like Game Night's better, but that's personal preference, I <sighs> guess. No. I, I, I would just do it. I mean, I think she would pick it up and just go for it. And she is she, uh, she's hungry for that next step, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she has another project lined up at the moment. That's the one thing I didn't check. I don't believe she does. And... um. There's not been, yeah, and I think that would be the perfect way to continue forward. I don't know about what she could do, you know, helping structure the universe or anything like that, but um, Tina Fey has nothing but praise for when she was working on 30 Rock, so it sounds like she can do anything, and that, that would be my, that would be my, like, ideal dream choice if none of those first two okay. kind of lined up. Those, those first two seem like the obvious ones, mm-hmm. but this would be, like, if she got it. That would be the best day ever. I feel like Taika seems to be the resounding number one choice for everybody, mm-hmm. whether it's people who are fans of the movie, fans of Thor Ragnarok, people who just are fans of Taika. Uh, it seems like that is the choice that just makes the most sense, especially because there's another aspect to it. Depending on the development of Guardians 3, you know, if they are starting off with the script or even if they are able to keep it, if the goal is to still film early next year, reschedule Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, uh, Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. maybe even Chris Hemsworth if he's in there, depending on you know yeah. if Taika directs it, uh, and trying to find time to get all those people schedules to line up is difficult because Bautista keeps lining up projects. Saldana has to do Avatar four and five eventually. That's right. Um, and Chris Pratt it just he's got you know Jurassic World three coming, Cowboy Ninja Viking, um, a bunch of different projects that are in the work and you can't just kind of lollygag around and hope that everything falls into place. So you either got to stick to this or be like, okay, we're pushing that and all talk to all our actors. You guys all have gaps here. We're filming mm-hmm. or Marvel could kind of flex the muscle and say, okay, we're delaying production by four months. You're going to start filming in July and you have to be there. Yeah. And all the other actors say, uh, but I'm supposed to do this movie. Well, sorry, you have our, you have our contract comes first now and then we'll release it in july of 2020 instead where's jurassic world filmed at uh typically some of them i mean i think they do a lot of their on location you know um 
actual like Isla Nublar stuff on Hawaii. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, fact. But uh, some other suggestions. This isn't one that I necessarily want, but if Taika is the most realistic option, I think option number two, most realistically, could be Peyton Reed because he's kind, he's already done this before for Marvel where yeah. he stepped in after Edgar Wright left. Um, he was he was the uh, runner-up to direct Guardians of the Galaxy hmm. um, based on Kevin Feige, or at least if not the runner-up, he was a very serious contender to direct it. So he's obviously very familiar with the project. Um, he hasn't ever had the chance to, and he is a Marvel veteran at this point. So him or Taika don't have to worry about over my head. Like they're going to get somebody who I think knows what they're going to do mm-hmm. because uh, we're okay. Well, now we're not in this rush because we've got to hit this release date. Um, other options though. I mentioned Cowboy Ninja Viking. Oh yeah. Michelle McLaren. Um, I think she could be a really cool choice. I mean, this is all kind of hypothetical, more of like, well, you know, if she's already started having conversations with Chris Pratt and they're enjoying working together so far in the pre-production stages, maybe he can kind of throw her name to Marvel. Marvel's obviously wants to get more female directors on board. Yeah. I feel like she'd be a good get. The other one could be Jennifer U. Nelson, who has Darkest Minds coming out this August. Um, she did Kung Fu Panda 3 as well, maybe even Kung Fu Panda 2, if memory serves correctly. Um, she's breaking into live action stuff. I feel like she could be a uh, pretty decent choice too if they want to add some diversity to their lineup, which Marvel obviously does want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she actually do a pretty good job with it as well. I mean, I the only thing that maybe doesn't, I don't know if works is the tonal fit because I, I feel like we haven't seen Jennifer U. Nelson do that kind of straight up off the wall comedy sort of stuff before, but I don't really have any doubts that she can pull it off either, especially if she's got like, a strong like if lord and miller hypothetically were writing the new script sure and then you nelson was directing it like sure i'm oh, on board yeah absolutely especially too i mean with the comedic chops and then if they're any and if, and if one of those guys even hangs around set for improv or whatever the case is mm-hmm. you know it'll be gold for that but yeah that's those are two really great steps especially because kung fu panda i i laugh at kung fu panda even they're though i think it's, yeah even though i think they're like dumb on the face i'm like these are pretty funny uh jack black doesn't get old. jack black gets old but him is a giant panda a kung fu panda um no that that works that works for me every time are there any other names you have thought about possibly for guardians you, 3 you took uh my last one michelle mclaren um because of that pratt connection um but that is all i have all right i'm gonna run through some others all right and you can kind of give me your thoughts on them as I kind of okay. throw them out there. Uh, Adam McKay, he already has a connection to Marvel because mm-hmm. he helped do the Ant-Man scripts. He's re- he's more recently been doing kind of those more political Oscar fair um, sort of movies. Yep. But he's got the comedic roots. He is previously, he was in talks to direct Ant-Man after Edgar Wright left. Um, so he's at least familiar and open to the idea. Do you think he'd be a good fit? Yes, he would work. He wouldn't be a great fit, though. Okay. Yeah, I would. And plus, I want to see him do other stuff. That's fair. What about Brad Bird? Ooh, yeah, I'm really high on Brad Bird right now. Because hey, you just watched Ghost Protocol. I just got Ghost Protocol. You can check out my thoughts on it on the uh, Friends of Film dot WordPress dot com. Um, hmm. He is an interesting choice. This is like the next step for him. I mean, he just finished Incredibles too. If he's not going to do a live action Fantastic Four, which is basically a live action Incredibles, yep. if he wants to do superhero family movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, take the space, 
take the comedy. Um, Disney may be weary after Tomorrowland, but then again, he just did Incredibles 2, which is like close to a billion dollars, I'm pretty sure, worldwide. So Yeah, uh, he directed Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Mm-hmm. That was him? Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean, he directed Ghost Protocol. Which is and pretty great. He picked. He came into that movie when they had no script or, or mm-hmm. barely any script and things like that. And it was in shambles. So, which was a great, it's a great uh, starting point there and moving forward. So Now, I, this isn't, uh, I, this is more just kind of gauge your interest. Dan Trachtenberg, our boy. Ooh. I feel like he's not the best fit, but I got to throw him out there anytime there's a big that's opening. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know how much clout JJ has or what strings he could pull. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Dan still has, he's got the show on the way that he's working on. Yes, that's right. So he's probably tied up in that until late, fair. early next year. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's awesome, but yeah, I just don't think it's realistic for okay. him to do that yet. Um, Christopher McQuarrie recently said he's kind of not interested in superhero movies, but yeah, space epic, Christopher McQuarrie, Fallout stuff is getting excellent reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be open to that. Yeah, he's going to take a Star Wars project though. So Really? Oh yeah, Ryan Johnson's tweet about his film the other night. Well, he I think I think he's trying to. Uh... Oh yeah, he's going to direct the second episode of Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Okay, mark my words. All right, but sorry, I'll have to, I'll have to come back to this in 2023. <laughs> I'm off the reservation. Sorry, <laughs> um, Duncan Jones. He just announced his comic book project, um, but we don't have a release date for that. Maybe he he actually. I mean, I can't believe I didn't even think of him. He actually makes more sense than. Like half the names I threw out there. He actually <laughs> makes more sense to me than Taika. Okay. Just because I think Taika's, I, mean, I don't know what where Jojo Rabbit's going to lead for him, mm-hmm. but depending on the success of that, that could take him, that could, that could open the doors for his craziest projects. Yeah. And he would definitely jump the chance at those. All right. Lightning fire. All right. Jake Kasdan, director of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm, no. All right, I would be open to that one. I feel like he could do the comedy, and he can do big budget stuff. So, and he's got the casting connection with Disney I through Lucasfilm. So, still haven't seen the movie. Oh, come on! It's come on it's it's The Rock's best movie since I don't know for a long time. Um, what about Joe Cornish, director of Attack the Block? You seen Attack the Block? I have seen Attack the Block. Uh yeah, I mean, that's right in that range. Maybe get John Boyega in the movie. I don't know if they'd reach that far. He'd be done with Star Wars. So. Yeah. Uh, mm. Justin Lin, Star Trek Beyond. Yes. Yes. I'm all on board for that yes. one. Um, but he's looks like he's tied up with Fast and Furious movies for the next, like, six years. And then the Hot Wheels franchise, whenever that gets off. Oh, if ever. And I think the last name I have. Okay. Rick Famuyiwa. Hmm. Would he want... Yeah, I think he would. He was trying to get into DC for the he longest was. time. He was attached to the Flash movie at one point. Um, he's got a, He's announced a couple of projects. We talked about that a couple months ago. But I feel like he's a nice, young, or young-ish, diverse hire that could... He has that sense of humor. I've been re-watching Dope for the last couple of days. Yeah. And it is just so funny. Um, I feel like he, he can nail it. Yeah, he's new to the scene. I think that's the better word. He's a new director. I think he's like forty, right? (laughs) Because he's been working around. He's been working um, on project or you know producing and all that jazz. Uh, Yeah, I I haven't seen Dope in forever. I think I like watched it at midnight one Mm -hmm. time, so I was like half asleep. So I think (laughs) I need to revisit it. But I do remember the opening being um, extremely enjoyable. All right. So I'll put I'll put a pin on him. Okay. Um, So just last couple questions here, kind of just. 
Do you think it's going to come out in 2020? Yes. Right. I don't think you can. I think you've made the best case for it that it will. Managing all of these people's projects is ridiculous. I feel like it's not. Okay. I feel like at this point, um, as much as I want to see Guardians 3 mm-hmm. uh, next year or in two years, um, losing gun is huge. You need to find the right creative team to do this. I don't want them to rush it and give us a sour ending to this trilogy because it needs to go out on the right note. Um, so I'd say wait, give it an extra year, put it out in 2021, move Blackwood up to 2020 uh, in May, or I don't know, try to get a Spider-Man movie out or something. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that's possible. We have but. dates until 2022, right? Maybe 2023? I don't okay. remember. Uh, it's, it either stays where it is or it falls far. I think that's the, I think those are the two best options because then you just say, all right, this movie, instead of becoming a, a leading film, it becomes a wrap-up film. Yeah. And they tie all of Captain Marvel's seven sequels <laughs> into that. Um, and when do you think we'll get an announcement on director? In one month. Of, ooh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Will, because, will, I mean, it, will it be a writer-director or do you think we'll get separate people to do it? Ugh. I think we're gonna get separate people to do it because the Marvel writers room and family is so big now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get two people who can put their own spin on the script or who can direct in the style of the script that they're given mm-hmm. and then put their own spin on it as well. Yeah. I also think we're going to get a, we're, they're going to hire a writer probably in the next month or so mm-hmm. um, to start from scratch, get us a new idea. And then from there, they'll start the director search with their rough outline. And then once the director comes on, if they're a writer, then they can rewrite the script again. And again, I just think it, it it's better to wait, give us a good movie, than try to rush it just to get a needless 2020 release date that we, that's not necessary. So um, last thing here, then I want to end with um, the tweets, the fallout, um, James Gunn, you mentioned, that you thought this was for his Sony panel. And I texted you, he is not going to be at the Sony panel anymore. Yeah. Um, what do you think this impacts or what's the impact on his career? I mean, do we just hear nothing from James Gunn for another five years or something? And then he just makes a little bunch of horror movie and comes back. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think he's toxic till the end of the month and that's it. And then okay. his, his movie still comes out. He still gets projects because I just, I think it's a, it's an insensitive cultural moment. Mm-hmm. It's getting him tossed out. A lot of the, I hate to describe people like that. Um, a lot of the more uh, culturally in touch people who kind of like, or like the heartbeat kind mm-hmm. of on my timeline are pretty lukewarm about the news. Like, you know, those, those are disgusting things to tweet, but at the same time, 10 years ago, right. But is a fireable the, fence. Yeah. That's their rationale mm-hmm. for it. And then there's also the Twitter horde shouldn't decide who, you know, makes and breaks your job. Because I think I've said on the show, I'm never, ever going to say someone should, okay, well, it's, it's like, I'm never going to pray for someone to lose their job yes. over something not, not nonsensical because this is a different realm, right. but in the lower, in the lesser grades mm-hmm. that, so those seem to be the, the general reactions though. And I don't think, I think in the movie world, he's not finished. I would guess that we don't hear much from Gunn for the next year and then... About a year from now, we start getting word on like his next project. I mean, maybe this movie that he that if Sony's already bought the you know rights to distribute this movie, maybe they still put it out, but they just 
don't really market it. And there's mm-hmm. like, we're going to throw it in theaters. People can see if they want, but we're not going to push as we would before the movie from James Gunn. Right. Uh, it's just going to be, well, here's Elizabeth Banks starring movie. The yeah. movie. Uh, go see if you want. But it's not going to follow in the footsteps of the Becklow experiment. That's for sure. Definitely not. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with Gun, with Guardians Three, with Marvel. Um, and we could talk about this for a while. Just the large implications that has on Marvel Cosmic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've been doing this for forty minutes. I feel like it's a good time to wrap up. And uh, this will be obviously the very beginning of our coverage over the, last, over the next couple of days. I don't know if we'll do a big question this week because we're going to be doing a Comic Con wrap up plus a regular episode with a review. Mm-hmm. So we may just cut a big question out we'll see we'll talk about it um but just so you guys are aware there may not be an episode on wednesday as there typically is so um in the meantime though let us know what you guys think about james gunn being fired from gardens galaxy volume 3 uh you guys can send us your thoughts on twitter we are on there at friends and film and if you want to get in touch with us personally i am on twitter at movie cooper and coops underscore hoops and you can get at me josh and just joshua ryan thanks again for tuning in to the friends film podcast josh thanks for stopping in everyone be sure to turn next week for our future episodes